Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Hi, and welcome back to number 21 in um, a special podcast series on the teacher's introduction to attachment. Uh, And today we're still in the final section of the book, but we're looking at one subject um, today, which is around rewards. Uh, And this, I think I've put this as a separate kind of chapter, even though this is talked about throughout the book on a number of different occasions. I wanted to put a chapter in about this because I think this is one of the most important things in school that we really struggle with is rewards and sanctions on the other side. Um, What we tend to do is the reward structures, particularly in primary school, are the sliding scale type structures where... Children are, are, are all in the green at the start of the day and then they either go down uh, to amber and red depending on, um, you know, their, their behaviours. Um, and, and they're then rewarded for um, different things that they do. So they might be given extra time on things. They might be given stickers, certificates, uh, praise assemblies and different things like that. And what I've found, one of the interesting things with this subject is um, whenever I've done workshops um, around attachment in schools, this subject is the one that people find the most difficult, I think. Because what we're saying in our courses is these children need to have more low-key praise than what we might be used to. We think that um, we need to be over the top in our praise and encouragement of children who feel bad about themselves so that they will feel better. However, many times that doesn't work for them because of the shame that they feel at the core of their being, that actually when we're saying, oh, you did really well with that, it kind of touches in on that area inside them and they either go and do something to show that that's not true that they do deserve to to you know they are bad they don't deserve the thing that you're giving them and uh that can be quite difficult for children. Um, in the, the chapter in the, the book, there are three questions that we kind of explore. Um, the first is, what are we rewarding children for? And this is really about the whole behavior modification, the whole way our uh, education structure is set up is about rewarding children for the behavior that we feel is good behavior. But what about if a child um, can't help the behavior? What about if they can't sit still because they are so worried about what might happen? They're so hyperactive and they're so hypervigilant because of fear that they can't sit still. Or what about um, the child who is so confused that they become frustrated and aggressive? Now, they can't help that. Or they have such poor impulse control that if somebody knocks into them by accident, then they, they hit them and they spit at them. And then they get their reward gets taken away or they don't get rewarded when actually it was something that they couldn't help. I remember in one school that I went to, um, on the sliding scale, they had um, words written in there. And at one point, I think it must have been on the amber, it said something like, um, time to make a change or make a choice, I think it was. Time to make a choice. And I thought, I know what that means, that we're saying to a child, right, you know, you need to choose whether you're going to do something good now or you're going to carry on and do something not so good. 
Um, and for children who really struggle with impulse control, with self-regulation, with cause and effect thinking, then being able to make a choice in that moment may be impossible for them. You know, so we need, really need to think about that. And also, why do we feel the need to reward children? We don't get rewarded for going to work. We might we get paid, of course. And I know when I was involved in the corporate world, we would very often do incentive schemes and um, it would be really difficult to, to, to one, um, work out how you're going to do it, what's the criteria, how do you measure people's success against each other. And then once people reach that incentive, very often they would want want something more. So you get a pay rise and then you just want another pay rise. We are motivated internally at the end of the day, aren't we? What gets us out of bed in the morning is our internal motivation of, um, you know, of doing something and getting to work. And we're not teaching children that. When we just give them a sticker for doing something, what happens many times is they get fixated on the sticker, on the prize, and not on actually doing what they what they're trying to do whereas we should be encouraging them to be determined to do the activity that they're doing for the outcome in itself so if it's a, a sports activity uh, you know the reward is winning the game or being part of the game or our team winning the game it, it shouldn't then be an extra thing on top of that and the final question in the chapter is what are we hoping we will achieve when we reward them and I think that's it, that we, we're hoping that, certainly with behaviour modification, we're hoping that they will do more of that good behaviour again. And that works many times with children who might have had a, a, a kind of normal, if that's a good word, uh, nurturing environment. But for children who haven't, then it's going to be really hard for them to be able to link that behaviour, as we've said before, and to say that they'll be able to do it again. And it might work short term but if we don't alleviate the anxiety underneath and deal with the root cause of what's happening um, then it's just kind of a plaster on the top it's not actually changing what's going on underneath this is a difficult subject this one um, and it's w one that I'm working through myself because our natural instinct is to want to reward children and praise them and uh, and encourage them and I'm not saying that we don't do that but it's how do we find the best way to do it that will help them um, that will build trust that will um, strengthen our relationship with them and will help to alleviate their anxiety um, because I, I have seen with quite a few children actually it creates more anxiety when there's a reward and a prize at the end of it Many times when my children, particularly my boys, have been at sports clubs and there's a prize at the end of it, they are fixated on that prize. And, you know, I know one person's going to win it and I know that it's probably not going to be my children because they can't be consistent. They might be good one day at something, but then being consistent is really, really difficult for them. So the reward ceremonies at... Um, uh, the awards evenings that you have at high school, they tend to do them more. You know, I know for children like mine, it's going to be really difficult for them to get an award because it has to be consistent. And we don't recognise that in children. We don't seem to uh, appreciate that they are trying, even if they're not um, achieving what, you know, what we would like them to achieve. So it's a big area, but I hope that's just given you some thoughts to start uh, thinking about and hopefully it will be something that you will come back to in the future. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast, part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.